Well, Martin, I hope you're ready because here we are for episode 72 of the Talking Hockey Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to the Talking Hockey Podcast. It's your favorite. Producer Luke here to remind you to follow and subscribe on whatever streaming service you use. Leave a review on Apple. Visit our website, TalkingHockeyPodcast.com, and follow us on Instagram at Talking Hockey for daily content. Now, let's get into today's episode with your favorite group of guys, Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin. Intro is played. Yeah. Oh, and okay. yeah, so here we are. We might be a week late, but that's okay. Uh, it's Ty, Martin, and Eric here, and we're going to talk about free agency because um, this also might come out a little bit late, so we do apologize if it does. Luke's in the middle of the woods, literally climbing a mountain on the top of a mountain as we speak. Yep. So who knows when he's going to edit this? It'll be out probably by the weekend, right? Yeah. But but so. the good thing is since we're recording it late, we're also like instead of like reactionary off the first day of free agency, we've seen the direction most teams are heading. Basically, you know, like most of the big fishes are uh, have been picked up now, right? So yeah, like um, like we know where Seattle's yeah. going with this based off of our last conversation and the fucking mess that uh, yeah Seattle <laughs> had. They. Clearly, we we all said at the time like, oh, they can fix this in free agency, but they didn't. So, they they have officially screwed up now, right? So, yes, <laughs> very much so. yeah, they, they and, screw the stats, and they can't even negotiate contracts properly. Yeah, so. <laughs> like, yeah, they can't they can't, they can't actually like get a contract legal because <laughs> I still think they haven't signed Grubauer, right? They still don't yeah, have a contract. I, I, I don't think it's correct yet. They, yeah, yeah, it's they, still not they filed it. It got disapproved, but yep. it was it was madness. Uh, just uh, in in general to start things off, it was crazy looking at how things were different last summer to this or last yeah. off season, I guess, to this off season, because free agents, you were lucky to get Mike Taylor Hall. There were some huge big free agents. Taylor Hall, Tyler Toffoli were available, and they mm-hmm. signed team-friendly contracts at the end of the day. I mean, Taylor Hall was kind of like a prove-it one-year deal because he was injured the prior year, but, you know, Tyler Toffoli's a guy who scored, what, 30 goals this year, I think? Close to yeah. it in a shortened season. 30-goal pace, for sure. Or actually, a 40-goal yeah. pace. Yeah. Pretty sure for for less than five million dollars a year, you know, you had some and 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 players weren't getting term. They weren't getting money because all the owners said we lost money in the pandemic. It's going to be a flat cap for the next five years, and they were smart with how they allocated any free Smart-er. agent money. Smarter, smarter. Yeah. There weren't. I I don't think that there were any head scratching deals, whereas basically all of this past oh, when it all went year, out, out the yeah. window. Threw like it the said, it's still a it. flat cap. It's still the same market, and yet, no. you know, yeah, they just completely just said fuck it, and then dealt over a billion dollars in contracts over, like, yeah, two days essentially. I think free agency day itself, they did a billion dollars, or was it over the like first couple days? I forget what it is, whatever that stat is, but yeah, gigantic contracts all around. Everyone was getting them. Vetchkin especially got def- especially million. defense like like bottom pair defensemen were getting you know yep. long term deals at multi million dollars. There's so many 
buyout ready contracts yeah. signed and we'll go over them but there are so 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 many that you could just see immediately you're like oh that's gonna get bought out that's gonna be bought out that doesn't look good that's gonna get bought out and if it's not gonna get bought out it's gonna be you know bury them and until they retire type deals basically unfortunately for most yeah, well, most of the big most of the big ones weren't even to guys that were like going to retire anytime soon so you couldn't bury them yeah it was dumb oh yeah a lot of and a lot of them were just like way too it, it was very bizarre because it was a lot of them were way too long and a lot of them were just way too much money for guys that you would never think would have gotten that much money yeah like i i had no idea Brandon montour was gonna get like three million bucks a year and I know three million bucks isn't a lot, but Brand Montour has done nothing. And, like, Tucker Pullman of... got four Tucker years. Pool... At... Yeah. yeah, Tucker Pullman's the most bizarre contract ever, right? That's like $4 million a year times four or five years. They must and... have thought he was someone else. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think they, I don't, they must never have watched Tucker Pullman play because he's only been around, he's 28 years old. He's had, this is, was his second season in the NHL. And they're talking about him like he's some young up and coming yeah, defenseman, I, and they I, gave I, him like a four-year, two point five like, million dollar contract. Even or when I like heard that. he was he was signed, I was just like, okay, like awful contract, but at least he's younger. And then I go and I'm just like, he's already twenty eight. <laughs> like I I I still thought Tucker Pullman was like twenty four or twenty five years old. So I'm just like, this guy's not played in the NHL at all. Go I go check him out. He's like turning twenty nine. <laughs> Is that that's probably has to be probably the worst contract and given out. and and they have RFAs like a whole bunch. Patterson sign. offer sheet ready. Yeah, I know it's well, going to be hard, but he is literally offer sheet ready. Yeah, like in, in terms of completely squeezed in terms in terms of talking about like how bad that contract actually is. It's not just bad in the sense that it was too much money for too much long for some player that doesn't deserve it. It's too much money. It's too long, and you have other way more important actual yeah. players to sign. <laughs> There's like you really high ass. priority items, <laughs> like two gigantic priorities, and then decided screw it. Let's get a guy <laughs> who maybe should be a sixth defenseman on a good and, team. And you're wasting your own time negotiating that contract. Like, yeah, hundred percent. Tucker Pullman's uh, the the amount of time they probably spent negotiating that. Wait, actually, is it worse that they if they didn't spend a lot of time negotiating or that they did? Which, which one is it? Either way, it's bad. Either, <laughs> if I they spent a both... lot of it, to, if they spent no time negotiating, they're just fucking idiots because they just yeah. like threw this guy a contract. But if they spent too much time, what are they doing? They spent like bro. It, it, it was literally money. it was one of those contracts where they had to say. 2.5 million that's per year and not like you know the total value of the car, <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> like, you would have thought like it'd be like 2.5 million dollars times three years or something at like yeah. seven hundred fifty thousand dollars benning probably negotiated with him fuck himself on that one man like i don't know like, who is who is signing <laughs> waiting yeah, in line to sign tucker pullman who's bidding <laughs> he's probably benning probably benning probably was like a million dollars a year 
and they're like, oh, okay. three million dollars. <laughs> oh, two million. It's like one of those. It's like one of those contracts it. where the camp got the contract, and then they and then they originally thought it was two point six million dollars for like three or four years, and then he's like, no, it's two point two for one year oh, per year. And the camp's just like, oh, okay. I mean, uh, they're so- lucky that only Patterson is RFA eligible. Because I looked at it, Quinn Hughes isn't for that weird RFA yeah. rule. Yeah, He's not eligible Dumb. for an offer sheet, and they're but, lucky. But they're also not lucky because Kale McCarr, Miro Heiskanen, Zach Wierenski, Darnell Nurse is about to sign $9 million times, and we'll talk about that later on, how stupid that would be. But a ton of money given out to young defensemen, and Quinn Hughes isn't any different than any of those guys, so he's going to be... You know, if they they want to get him long term, it's gonna to have to be eight million dollars. If they want him on a short term deal, it's gonna be two or three years at you know six million bucks or something like that, and then you know you're screwed after that. Then he's asking for ten million, right? Yeah. So, uh, anyway, so should we start with? Uh, you want to actually? I want to start with Ovi. I think you said I was gonna yeah, the first I was contract gonna, that's sign. That's what I was gonna. Yeah, he was you the have big, the list in front of you though. One. Yeah, so like I'm ha- I have it on ESPN, so I just have it like by the day. So on July 27th, right before free agency, the Landis Cog extension and the uh, Ovechkin extension were both signed. So those are the two two of the biggest deals signed in free agency. Obviously, Landis Cog to the Avalanche. The, both players stayed with their teams. Both signed multi-year deals at I think Ovechkin's is a five-year deal at a nine point five million dollars. Uh, and Landis Cog signed seven by eight, right? Which is, I think that's kind of fair for Landis Cog, your captain, huge part of one of the best lines in hockey. I think we were talking about it even last yeah. podcast episode that they kind of had to re-sign him. They yeah, were lowballing him for the longest time, and they finally kind of upped their offer, right? Yeah, they were they, they were offered they were rumored around like six million dollars at like five years, maybe. Mm-hmm. They were lowballing him big time. The problem I mean, is with that Landis Cog contract. For, for it's a now. good contract for no, a few no, no, no. I, I, I mean the one you just said, Ty. The yeah. six by five or whatever. Which that'd he would be, never yeah. sign. That'd yeah, which nice he'd never contract. sign. But that'd be a good, like, that actually be like a, almost a value contract. I still think Landis Cog has the potential to, like, outperform that deal in the first few years. But, like, he <laughs> hasn't played a full season since 2014. Every year since he's missed games because of injuries, he's always going to continue to miss games because of injuries. He's uh, He plays a very physical bruiser-type game, which we all know doesn't age well when you're 28 years old. Past when you're 28 years old, you want to look at you know the Luchiches and all the other power forwards out there. So it's a risky contract to be signing to a team that like wants to stay competitive over the next couple of years, and when you have to bury a contract like seven million dollars. So, anyways, we said at the time Colorado has a tough choice ahead to make. They they had to do it because I mean, how realistically, even if the contract's only good for the first three or four years, that's their window. Right. Yeah. McKinnon is not signing. McKinnon has what two years left on his deal? Maybe one year, yep. two years. I don't know. Two years. At his bargain contract, making six million dollars while being the best or second best player in the league. Right. And that's the thing, right? But they're gonna have to resign Nathan exactly. McKinnon. Exactly. That's that what I mean. Seven million dollars. It's gonna be make it a little bit more difficult to do that, right? McKinnon's gonna be making essentially seven million dollars 
plus his $6 million, or that's what he'll deserve to make, right? Plus his existing $6.3 million deal. Like he's going to deserve to make $13 million if McDavid's making 12.5 right out of RFA. So he's probably going to end up making like 11 or 12 or something like that as a discount. Even if he still. takes it, yeah, he said he would take yeah. a team for, but that's a lot more. That's double what you're paying him now almost, almost double. Yeah, because he's making six point something. I know he's going to be at like fifteen percent of your cap, probably. Yeah, is my guess. Realistically, run it back two more years. If it doesn't work out, I mean, they still have a great decor, young decor, right? Mm -hmm. But they just lost their goalie, Vesna goalie. Yeah, Kemper. We shouldn't spend too much time on Colorado because we already did. Yeah, Uh, Ovechkin is the big one that I wanted to kind of talk to a little bit with with Martin because. I think that's fine. He, I could never picture Ovechkin's what 36, 35, 36 now. No, uh, I could. I, I'm just throwing out numbers. I I don't have the 35, numbers, so, yeah. turning 36. So he signed a five-year contract till he's 40, 41 years old at 9.5 million. I could never picture him on another team, but Washington. It would feel wrong if he was on another team. Mm-hmm. I can see him playing those last five years, maybe with some load management. And just have him score 40 goals a year because, you know, no matter how old he is, he's scoring goals for your team, right? Mm-hmm. The, so as long as you have someone uh, getting him the puck. Well, wasn't it Martin when immediately when that contract was signed, he was like, that's awful? Yeah, yeah that's all, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's, but I don't care. I mean, for I longevity, also... longevity of your team being any sort of competitive, which I don't know. If that's not the goal, that's not the goal. Um, it's hard to see them that, being that very contract, that, that contract's not very mm-hmm. good because, yeah, th- two years from now, they're not even – I don't even know how competitive they are in that division like this year technically, but I guess they'll be okay. The way but I look year. at it, I've said it so many times, is that once you win your cup with your with your you know your core, so, who cares what you're doing? Right. Let me tell you this, 40%, 40% of their cap is tied up in Ovechkin, Backstrom, Kuznetsov, and TJ Oshie for the next four years. Okay, so 40% of their cap. Kuznetsov's Ovechkin, getting dumped 9. at the 5, opportunity. Backstrom, 9.2, Kuznetsov, 7.8, Oshie, 5.7. And it's very hard to dump any of those contracts, really, if you look at any of them, right? Like, they're yeah. all... Big money. They're all for four years minimum or five years in Ovechkin's case. All big money, flat cap world. We've seen bad contracts have moved. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I'm just 40% saying- of their cap is in those guys. So it's really ride or die with these, these this core. Make another run or two in the next two years. Maybe. Under, under- and then under- screw it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Chase the goal scoring record with Ovechkin. Move on. Exactly. That's what yeah. it's all about. I think is is That's getting Ovechkin. Is. Just, let's sell tickets for the next three four years, and then restart from scratch. That's literally that's literally what I'm seeing with their caps. And they got right their cup as well, which because is the why second Ovechkin well, is done from scratch with like no assets. Like my but that's my the theory, thing. They're, my theory that's would be trade Ovechkin on a sick contract. That looks nice for you can, like two yeah, years. I, I understand. And you could trade him for no. a nice value to a any be down. Asset management wise, that makes sense. Yeah, but that's for long, 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 long,
franchise wise? What do you mean team wise even? Because business business wise, who's gonna go watch the Capitals without Ovechkin there? Without Ovechkin there, nobody, nobody. <laughs> right? Especially the other guys. Everyone's gonna want. be on the. Everyone's gonna be on the decline by the or already, man. Like they're like nobody is going to to be front. To be honest, not many people are going to go watch a Ben Nicholas Backstrom anymore. You know, he's not the he's not the guy. It's Ovechkin yeah, well, and Ovechkin. That that that's what fi- you go. It's the it's mainly the five years that really does it for me, which is fucking. Nuts. Oh yeah, like he's not going to be worth it starting like next year. Like <laughs> it's not going to be good. But like, it doesn't matter. They're just let's keep going at it. They're already burned for the next four years, whether they gave him that contract or not, because they have no assets. They have no young guys. So they're already saying, screw it, all in, move on. So I'm okay with it. And it, it's whatever, you know, like they're going to sell some tickets. They're going to start to suck in year three of that deal, probably. They're going to they suck get to start a long time. Tank. I'm just saying. They're going to be I'm just- shit for so long. Because they're yeah. not trying like hard enough to. But get they more do assets. have some guys. They have you know Anthony Mantha, who is twenty six now, so he's kind of in his prime. They have guys like Connor McMichael, Hendrix, Hendrix Lapierre. Like they have some really good young guys. Those are like tertiary players. McMichael's going to be a top six forward. Tertiary McMichael and Lapierre, I think, could the both sixth. be easily be top six guys. Yeah, easily. the sixth, the sixth, or the fifth or sixth out of the top six. They're not going to be. Yeah, the they're they're not going to be superstars. They're not going to be superstars most likely, but they can be really good players. I've so it's yeah. not like they don't have anyone that can come in and I'm, I'm just produce saying at a cheap rate. The NHL, in terms of how they do things, is very much so go hard for a cup for like four or five years and then <laughs> because that's yeah. how you have to do it though load up for those why four or five that? years why is it why load is up that? you can't because you're the only either... reason that the, the only reason that's the way you have to do it is because they're too nice to their players and they act like uh not even that like a family In the thing. Hard, it... and like if you if you trade it guys like if they had to trade it ovechkin like two years ago they could have gotten some very good value for him and or or uh, Backstrom or Oshi, they could have gone. Ovechkin would have gotten you way more. Value. If they were an NBA team, they probably would have done it. They would have traded them, and they would have restarted their rebuild and not traded Verana for fucking Mantha this past year, which was dumb as hell. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. being on their way to being a cup contender again. Yeah, Martin, they are. I gotta be I totally. I have a hard time. No, but Martin's yeah. right. He's right on the hockey side of things. Hundred yes. percent. The hockey thing to do to get the best team possible in the shortest amount of time is get rid of everyone, start from scratch. But also, if you, you look have to at regenerate, the, it's like. But, that, but that's already. Regenerate. But that's that. But that that was of, lost. You get rid of. You slough off the dead. Yeah, but that was lost before Ovechkin signed his deal. That was oh, done. Yeah, yeah. They oh, yeah, solidified yeah. them in sure. themselves in when they signed Backstrom and they, Carlson they, to those gigantic like, I, deals. Like I said, it it had to be done like two years ago. Yeah, yeah. So he, he is right, right? Like the, that would have been the right thing to do to be a more competitive team over the long term. But in terms of like at, how do we get the long... most money out of this team, it's probably keep Ovechkin, keep Backstrom. Like, look how long rebuilds actually take if you didn't have 
like hit the jackpot, get the first overall. And even then it's not going well for some of these teams. Like rebuilds yeah. take forever. <laughs> like you're well, bad for a full, long time, full, man. But but I don't think it has to the, be that way. The thing is, yes, right, a lot of teams for Washington, it definitely will have to be. Oh, from now for Washington, yes, it's going to be a long, you know, it's going to be a five-year process. It's going to be a process. slugfest, man. Yeah, because they have a, they have a lot years. of the next two years. They can't change their team really. Like no. all of their contracts are basically locked in on forward. Like, and what sells more tickets? Going for some, they they do have a unique situation where he is going for a scoring race, and that does sell tickets. So like that yeah. is extremely and unique, and, and he's um, very unique because he's a fran. He's a yeah. franchise superstar, like global, like the bit, yes. like uh, he, and you can make the argument he's bigger than Crosby mm-hmm. in terms mm-hmm. of star power, right? Like a hundred, like he has because he has North America and he has Russia, like yes. he he brings it everywhere. So yes. he he's a different beast altogether. Not that the NHL probably makes any money in Russia, anyways, because they're in conflict. <laughs> that's a separate thing altogether. Well, I mean. Russia should be the NHL's China. Like I don't, and I don't know why it can't happen. Martin, I also wanted to just—I uh, don't. Maybe I apologize because I was kind of MIA there for a second. But um, uh, so I apologize because it was said already. But like, it is very hard to go on cup runs without having to give up future assets. So your your idea of just constantly reloading—you can build mediocre teams that way rebuilding or, or loading up with homegrown talent you have to hit on all of your prospects to do so you have to not really trade any of them to fill your holes and it's also hard to just dump you know your stars at the end of their contracts especially it's in a easy to be world. it's easier to be like a solid to good team than it is to be a cup contender yeah and year over year for like a year decade long year. period like yeah. what you saw with like it's Detroit, easier for Washington to be yeah. like a you know a tenth seed than it is for them to go for rebuild go through the rebuild and then start becoming a cop contender again right Washington Washington is a because uh, they were they won the President's Trophy for several times like several several years in a row for yeah. quite a while so I they they have had their time and yes I agree it would be difficult but. The thing if is, like, trade, after, they, they, after they won the cup, that should have been, like, it. That should have been, like, okay, we, we did what we needed to do. It's time to reset. But you can't, like, no GM ever is going to win a cup and then go, like, okay, I don't think I'm going to win another cup again. Realistically, that was, you know, that was the best of what But you needed to had. trade guys like Oshi when they were at their peak of, like, value. Like, not trade Ovechkin, maybe, at that point, but trade Oshi, trade Backstrom, even, like, and get value. Kuznetsov, yeah. Kuznetsov, 100%. get value. Anyways, we can't spend too peaks. much time on Washington because yes. we're yes. going to we, we got to move along. Day. Lots of other teams, lots of other things happen. And now we'll be back after a word from our sponsors. And now we'll get back into the show. But, okay, so other two we big get, contracts. We, we, we almost finished. Last, last week we garland contract was just yeah i was gonna say just want to say that that probably won't be good martin i wanted to uh uh, maybe i just uh back on the ovechkin thing save that for another episode get your thoughts together we'll need some content starting next week probably so (laughs) yeah it's gonna be real empty again (laughs) uh 
Okay, so uh, Bushnevich signed four years, twenty three or twenty three point two million dollars. So basically That's six good. million dollars a year. I think he deserved that. He's very a good great contract. St. Louis got a very good deal for a very good forward who's probably completely underrated by the fact that they got him for a second round pick and freaking uh, Sammy Blay. Sammy Blay. Yeah. So which how is long ridiculous. was how long were the Rangers rumored to be trading him? Because I swear it's been like it's four years. It's been years. years. Yeah. yeah, it's been like three years now. Like it's it's gl- I'm glad that they finally did something, but just not glad with what they ended up they doing. Could, but they, yeah, I, great contract. He's been, yeah, for him. Yeah, he deserved it, yeah. and it's very Canadians fair. overpaid Joel Armia four year deal, thirteen point six million dollars. Uh, it was like I, a we already said we guy. said this would happen. Yeah. Remember, like we, yeah. we, a couple episodes ago, we said like Montreal's going to go on a run, and if they're the smart people, they're going to let all these guys go and go sign big money elsewhere, and because of their cup run. But instead, you know, they've at least for the short term decided to make those deals again. Joel Armia, three point four million dollars isn't awful since he's twenty eight, and it'll finish when he's thirty two. So they're not getting him on like you know through his thirty four, thirty five year old seasons or anything like that overpayment but it's fine not a big deal so my friend adam friend of the show friend of my friend of the show his scouting analysis of joel armia for the past four years has been you know he does nothing for like eight games and then for two games he'll look like he's like the best power forward in the league yeah yeah best power forward drive the net run that was exactly that much but some amazing pk penalty kill stuff and then you know, everyone loves snipes, him. yeah. And then that's all it. you remember. You don't remember the t- ten games of him doing absolutely nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Mike Plus Riley signed by the Bruins, three years, three million dollars. That's a, a great deal for them. Great contract. Love Mike Riley. Big fan. They, they and he signed for it. less than Brandon Montour did with eight times the results, which is absolutely ridiculous. So bad, bad by florida on that I one i think he's a he's an undervalued guy because he doesn't score a lot of goals and yeah, you'll yeah, see and that the thing a lot. Is, zero goals last year just but the thing is like he's when you look at his like actual offense like it's even his points per 60 or you even at even strength anyways or you even look at uh you know any of the advanced stuff like everything's good and even if you watch him, like he's very active in the offensive zone. He joins the rush. He's really good in transition. Like you watch him and you can see he's super active. So I don't get why he didn't end up making more money. And it's probably just the goals total, just like, you know, zero goals, no money sort of thing, but which is stupid for, especially for a defenseman. But, anyways. Uh, so then that was July 27th. And then on the 28th, all hell broke loose because that's the first day of free agency when there was infinite deals. So we should. Do quick hits on all of these things, I think, just to make okay. it easier. So quick Alec Martinez, three years, fifteen point seven five million dollars, so five million dollars a year. Fine. Eh. He's old, so it's really it's not great. He's like thirty five already. So that's how, him to how many years? Three, three years, five point two five million dollars a year. That's not good. With some quick math. Vegas is actually kind of screwed. I mean, they they have all these veterans signed. They have no one coming up. Yeah, he's 34 years old. They have three years left. And they just traded away Cody Glass. Remember that? But they did bring in... Well, they got uh, Nolan Patrick. Nolan Patrick. Yeah, Yeah, they did. Um, Don't know what Nolan Patrick's going to do for them. Maybe they think they can rehab him. You just need to change the scenery, that sort of thing. 
So that's going to be uh, interesting on their part. But yeah, they're they Vegas is locked in with their team. Like, there's not a lot of maneuverability right now. Like Riley Smith's contract is done after next season. Rather than that, every single forward is basically locked in. Anything, anyone important is locked in, I should say. And so, they're all old. Yeah, and they're all older. Yeah, they're all older. 28, I 30, th- I think 32. Vegas going in the wrong direction very much. Well, 100%. The direction. And well, they're all in, right? Like This is their time. They're all in the next two, three years, and then whatever yeah, happens even after still, that like, They don't I mean, really even have prospects coming up because – they started from scratch, man. Like, and they everyone yeah. that they did get, like Suzuki, Glass, traded them away. They, for, they, did, mm-hmm. they did do a good job of like filling in some of their stuff. Like, they have Payne Krebs, who's still pretty sick, in my opinion. Pavel Dorofeyev, who's also pretty good, from what I've heard. Like, they they do have some guys who are ready to step in and provide could, some cheaper, cheaper. Could you imagine if them. they actually get like a what Nolan Patrick got drafted at? Type player <laughs> Nolan Patrick. I mean, I, it's gonna I don't be think hard there's any that. chance. I don't think Highly there's any chance it. Nolan Patrick ends up being worth a second overall pick. Like it's just. I think like, at this point just, you just hope he performs better hope, than Cody Glass. You're literally just <laughs> hoping he becomes a top nine forward, literally, because yes. so far he's barely been an NHL player, let alone yes. a top five, well, top he's also two pick. Just not played. Yeah, yeah. So it's a combination. Well, that was foreseeable. Like, he had major problems, yeah. Honestly, maybe our off-season stuff has to just be, we pick a division, and then that's four episodes right there. We just go over every single team in that division. So we focus more on trades right now so that we don't, uh, or signings, signings, we don't go into that. Yeah. Okay, so Tyson sure. Berry, $13.5 million for three years. Bad Hilarious. Again, the, Hilarious. The defense of Darnell Nurse, Tyson Berry pairing, Keith and cc uh, cc and then the final bottom pairing of chris russell and one between bouchard brogberg or whoever the hell else wants to fit in onto that blue line it's going to be absolutely awesome to watch and terrible the, the good thing about the barry contract is it's only three years it is. doesn't yeah. matter and he definitely That's... didn't get paid as much as we might have suspected he might based off yeah. of the point totals right which is which i think is i think teams analyze tyson berry and, and i think i said this as well on the uh when we were going over the voting for nor or the awards and mm-hmm. tyson berry even though he led the league led the d in points didn't get a single norris vote because yeah great as he is offensively gives it up and then some defense but you see how that's so bizarre be, because it's yeah. like why is tyson berry the one guy in the nhl that if he can't perform well defensively somehow won't get the contract you know, because there's so many players that we just talked about, guys that don't put up the high goal total, goal and point totals that didn't get paid, and then Tyson Berry does do that and still doesn't get paid. It's very weird. But then, but then, freaking uh, Tucker Pullman goes and gets paid. Like it makes no sense. Like how how NHL teams evaluate talent or evaluate defensemen specifically is it's no make. There's no like rationality to it. Like it just doesn't no, seem like there is. There definitely isn't. Right. Because Tucker Pullman hasn't shown anything offensively or defensively <laughs> since he entered the NHL. So it's it's even more bizarre. But anyways, moving on. Uh, Sam Gagne, friend of the show, signs one-year deal in Detroit. He didn't come home to Toronto, which makes me me and Luke sad, apparently. He's a good – he'd be a good fit on the fourth line, the boomer fourth line, yeah. if you wanted to. You can always join the Leafs, Sam. 
Uh, so black uh, <laughs> invite from a non. <laughs> non Kyle Dubas, uh, yeah, Kyle Dubas, trade for him at the trade deadline. I think he'd fit in well with his boomer buddy Jason Spezza. Sorry, I not to agree. call him a boomer, but <laughs> he he. I think he'd call himself a boomer. Yeah, let's be real. Okay, in this so NHL, he's a boomer. Speak, speaking of uh, like the Seattle disaster expansion draft, Blackhawks traded Zadora for his third round pick, which means that. Seattle picking um, uh, Joel Qu- uh, Qu- John Quinville, whatever the hell his name is, and uh, letting him go for free, and and yeah, uh, compared to Zadorov, which would have got them an asset, is absolutely embarrassing asset they, man. They literally, again. They and let, we like, said four this at the time. Just go. Yeah, and we said this at the time. Do you remember at the time we said this too? Yeah. Zadorov would get a second or third round pick. We said yeah. this on the Seattle expansion, and now it happened. So, it, but somehow, he would. Like, how, how are we more capable of understand? How are we more capable of understanding this than the Seattle, like, like management team? It's so embarrassing. It just seems like they were lazy. But we can't get back into that old fucking random. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brutal. It, it's um, it's honestly yeah. awful. It's so bad. Uh, they should not have fans. No one should be a fan of Seattle because they were so... Because everyone was going to be a Seattle fan, and then yeah, as soon every, as they drafted their team... It seemed like Seattle team. was doing everything well, and then they just, like, nothing went well. Uh, Golden Knights acquired Dadnov from... Uh, oh, yeah, we didn't even we didn't even get to talk about that. Right? What happened, Martin? Dadnoff for... I uh, forgot about that. I'm just looking at that now like, whoa, I forgot about that. See, okay, so I know we were focusing more on the free agents, but firstly, Ottawa wanted to dump him. And yeah. Like, I don't I don't mind the trade. It, like, Holden's a playable defenseman. They can probably flip him. Um, Dadnoff's also a good fit in Vegas, too. But really good. Dadnoff, to- Dadnoff did not fit in Ottawa, and they were paying him like five mil a year or whatever. So yeah. that's a lot of money for Mr. Fucking Melnick. I did want to <laughs> say that before they made this trade, they looked like they were in on Eichel, and as soon as they picked up, you know, five million dollars, yeah, there's over. no way that they, they can couldn't have fit, fit Eichel any no way. They fit Eichel in unless they like completely change the makeup of their team because they people, have right now they are basically completely up against the cap. Like I think they're over, yeah, they're over the cap as of right now with the way the roster is currently constructed, and that's with Tuck on IR. I think so. They would have need to make some significant changes in order to make that work. Like they'd have to gotten rid of like Riley Smith and Alex Tuck and not gone dad nov and probably something else to get that contract the shit the shittiest thing about the dad nov thing for ottawa is they were trading him literally at his lowest potential value yeah <laughs> like, but i think he's that's a good what player. happens he's a better player than he showed last season right and that's yes. what vegas is betting on but yeah okay yes. so moving on everything's fine with that big contract zach hyman seven-year deal 38.5 million dollars the Oilers are giving him basically uh, what equates to uh, $5.5 million dollars a yeah. year to a 29-year-old Zach Hyman. Clearly, the Leafs weren't prepared to give him anything close to that, from my understanding. Uh, and they shouldn't have because, you know, as much as I love Zach Hyman, absolutely love him. Great guy. He'll look, he'll look really good for two years next to McDavid. Oh, he'll look phenomenal next to, for the next two years, maybe three years, and then 
that's not yeah. going to look really I, fun I, for them. I think he'll look like, you know, someone like Ryan Callahan, you know, a good player, top yeah. line, top six player can get the puck for you. But then, you know, as soon as injuries hit, he yeah. got dumped. LTIR Edmonton's going to love him. Dump. Edmonton's going to love him. For the next him. year or two? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, th- he's, he's, he's exactly what the Oilers thought they're getting in Zach Cassian, but didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I would have way less of a problem with this contract if they didn't have Zach Cassian on their books, but they do, which makes it just like, ugh, awful cat management. <laughs> in, in episode, in you a know, combination of... In, in episode, what, 500, you know, in 2024, yeah. if we're still around in this world by then, um, if Zach Hyman's still playing, I'll give you guys, like, I'll give someone $10. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about... I'd be uh, surprised. <laughs> In a rare in a rare circumstance, uh, I'm not sure how rare this is. I, I'd like to find out how many people actually have this happen to them. Ryan Suter signed a four year deal with Dallas, and Ryan Suter's yeah. at at three point six. Could Ryan Suter get bought out twice in his <laughs> like in two well, years? Is he getting Shaden bought Kirk, out again? Shattenkirk <laughs> has the potential of that too, right? Because he has a three year deal in Anaheim. And it doesn't look like that's going too well right now either. So, uh, but what what's the cap hit? Do- what's the dollar amount at? Three point six. See, I think three point six is low enough where he won't get bought out. You know? Fuck, man, he's he'll be forty one. He's, he's gonna be forty. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna be forty one. That's not. But Dallas is also in a situation where they have to win right now. They yeah. don't care Whoa. two years from now because <laughs> two years from win. now. Actually, after next season, Radulov and Pavelski are done their deals. Uh, Gary Yanov is going to need a new deal, and that's going to be a bit expensive. Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn are going to be 31 and 34 almost at that point. So it's like... They you know, have that, to win, this, it's but they're two not years. going to win. They're not going to. No, they're, they're not going to. Although they have a really great top four now, right? Defense, but yeah, that's, yes. that's a bad... I, and I remember the second Ryan Suter got bought out, everyone was like, oh, he can, my team can sign him to a one-year deal. And the fact that everyone was excited about it just went to show that you know, he wasn't going to get a one-year deal. Yeah. Second you're excited about a player getting a one-year deal, they're not going to get a one-year deal because that means everyone wants him, which means it's going to get him to fucking four years like this. Were you really high on the Blake Coleman contract? I wasn't high on it. I just said like, if Calgary's going all in right now, do it. I think you know, they've like, improved this year. They have. But again, like even their the thing is like their free agency deals last year didn't work out too well. Like Chris Tanner worked out great. He went back to his fucking like 2015, 2016 performance versus the last like two years. But Markstrom regressed. Right? So Yeah. But, but I think Calgary's stuck whoa, with what they're doing right now. Mark Markstrom had injuries and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. He but look, that's gonna happen with numbers. The 30s. Yeah, but that's gonna what's gonna happen with a thirty year old goalie a lot of the time too, right? Injuries. I don't know, man. Goalie goalies are weird on the age curve. Yes, but the, but the thing is, they're very weird in the sense that some of them will completely drop off the map, and some of them will last forever, right? So you just I can don't see know. I can see Markstrom back bouncing back because he like obviously not as good as like other years, but like he wasn't terrible in. A well, lot where, of his where, games. Where is his number? He started. He numbers? started out. He started out poorly, very, very poorly. Uh, he had a two six eight with a nine oh four. Yeah, it's not. That's not very good. That's not great. 
Um, okay, so Calgary. Didn't they so have the, like we, awful so, defense in front of them and stuff too? No. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Not really. They, they just have an awful system. Team. Like I don't know why they think that they're gonna get anything out of Daryl Sutter anymore. Like the games yeah. passed that guy by like three years ago, four yes. years ago now, right? Like yeah. he's he, and like, they're he's doing just a... not working. He's. I think Calgary keeps hiring the worst coach for the job yeah. consistently. Nice. Calgary actually for the last like almost decade, you just look at all their coaching decisions and it's just constantly poor fits. Or just poor hiring decisions overall. The, just the good thing with the, the good thing with the Coleman thing is uh, Friedman said it that Coleman's a new new age player, but he's yeah. Suter's new age type of player. Sutter Sutter Sutter's yeah. new new age type of player because he's big, he's physical, he does what Sutter needs him to do, but he, yeah. he also is the new age of that, so that's good. Because he yeah. can, he'll still because bring he can that in actually play. That's yes. the thing, right? Like, and I think what people aren't realizing with Blake Coleman is is that Blake Coleman, despite his third line usage, is not a third line player, and people continue to think he is. He's really a first line player. Yeah, he is. He just won't he, really score like he's one, a fir- but... he's a first line player on half the teams in the NHL. Or a top six player on basically... There's no team in the NHL where he doesn't figure into the top six realistically well, based off of complete talent other than basically Tampa, right? And even in I Tampa, mean, I, you I can make that, he could have stepped over a couple guys if, he, well, if they really wanted him to. Because even he's in Tampa. Defensive but in, ta- in Tampa, their third line in the playoff played more than their exactly. second line. Well, their exactly, third line, the exactly. You can call them the third line. They, they, played they more won minutes. a cup playing Blake Coleman as a first-line player. Yeah, essentially. So Calgary, yes. Calgary, really, what they signed is a top line player at four point nine million dollars. I get it's so, long. He's twenty nine years old. He relies on speed, which is you know not a great thing to rely on when you're getting older. But he's a very, very good player, and I don't. I yes. and people don't see that for some reason. Is is Tachuk still leaving Calgary? Like, what's up with that? And why yeah, see, is he that's leaving? A, that's the thing. Like, why don't they There's want one year Kachuk. left at seven million dollars? I don't think they don't want Kachuk. I think Kachuk he doesn't want them. them. I think that's my suspicion. I don't have any proof. I'm not an insider. I don't know these things. But like, you know, why wouldn't Calgary want him? He play. He plays the type of game. But like, that's what I've heard. Like, it just seems it's just, it seems like they basically made it seem like they don't want him. And if he's anything. Like a lot of hockey players have a lot of pride, and if they feel any sort of like the team doesn't want me, I don't want to be there. So this might be why they don't want him. He's gonna the minimum contract they can give him next year is gonna be at like eight million dollars or something like his that. His qualifying offer, yeah, yeah, because he's making nine million next season. And I think there's like a certain percentage they can go below that, but like basically, like he set himself up to get paid next season and, and it was looking like year. it was looking like he was going to get paid yeah and then regress big time yeah he regressed big yes. time especially yes. the last two years actually he's regressed right because he had that yeah he had a 77 point season and 80 games so basically point per game 34 goals then regressed to 61 points to 69 games 70 point pace that's still good i get it but it's not you know where it looked like he was trending and that's why they're okay with you know him basically getting a nine million dollar qualifying offer, but now he's gonna 
now 43 points in 56 games. That's two years of regression. And the, probably part of that is the team, the coach, system, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, but you, you look at him and you also think he's a guy that Daryl Sutter would like, but I don't mm-hmm. know. He, uh, it's, it's weird. I think they got to figure out what they're, if I'm Calgary, I figure out what I'm doing with Johnny Goodrow. And because I don't think he fits in very well Goudreau's with that system. Gonna f- He's gonna define where the franchise goes. If they let Gojo yeah. go, they're done. They're they're not they're not going that far, right? He's their best player. He's gonna continue to be their best player. Uh, Monahan isn't useful, frankly, without him. Like if we're being completely honest. Um, so you know you're losing your top line right there. Mangiapane is gonna replace that slightly. Dubé is gonna replace that slightly, but you know. Uh, it, they the thing is Calgary has a lot of cap flexibility after including this season they have twelve million dollars right now in cap space and they really only need to sign like Dubé Zadorov Killington Valimaki like none of those guys are going to be making big money and then after this oh, season they Zadorov's have a bunch of contracts contract won't be like great probably Zadorov yeah he's going to get a bad deal but like realistically the most he's made in his contract history so far is 2.5 2.15 so he okay. probably i don't think he's gonna get paid much more than that so mm-hmm. he doesn't deserve it but regardless anyway back to your deals any other yeah anything back else to the deals notable oh dude and then there's so oh, many. there's a lot uh yeah <laughs> how did martin travis jones Ham- still get travis hamannick got uh two years six million dollars to three million dollars a year i don't know how from vancouver again Another another deal they should they should have, have done. They, so they they needed to dump Nate Schmidt for cap space and then sign these guys. Yeah. Instead, that's what they should have they done. Should, they could have just kept Nate Schmidt. Dude, the Vancouver's blue line next year is going to be incredible. We're talking about how bad Edmonton's <laughs> is going to be. Fucking Vancouver has Tyler Myers, Ekman Larson, Travis Havnick, Tucker Ty Pullman, that, Luke Ty Shen sent in the group. Yeah. yeah. The, and like it's, I don't, I don't those know. are the and two Quinn worst. Yeah. Those are the two yeah. worst. Two of By the worst con- D contracts and yeah. The the two and they're both in the Pacific Division. So yeah. you know, oh, which just shows how gonna garbage. Be fucking yeah. garbage. Seattle's gonna make the playoffs with their garbage roster that they picked. Uh, Edmonton's still gonna make the playoffs. Probably L A can make. I can see L A making the playoffs. I can see right L A making the L A. L A. L A is on the right team. direction. Yeah, in uh, the short but, term, especially L A went in the right direction. I don't think yes. they should have, but they're clearly looking at it as Anna, Pacific Division wide open. Still, let's go for it. Is Anaheim still quite in on Eichel? Like last I heard, they were still pretty in on. Eichel. I hope no, so. I don't think anyone's in on Eichel really right now. They're all just yeah, based waiting. off the agents. Uh, statement he released it doesn't seem like anything no one's happened. really serious for him so yeah. i wouldn't but we said anaheim's a team that could work anyway next up okay so yeah so uh we'll analyze vancouver a little bit later on martin, we'll martin jones contracts hilarious because martin jones is just awful as goalie and he got two mil on one year it's what is only one year so it's like not a huge deal it's, but it's just funny that martin jones still gets money yeah. Frederick <laughs> Anderson got two years, nine point yeah. five or nine million dollars, so four point five million dollars a year. And they let Morazic uh, go for less. They let Morazic go. Yeah, that uh, I get the like want for a change, but really, Carolina's issue has never been goaltending. 
So it never made sense well, to me why year, they just least. last year, yeah. Sorry, last year. So I don't understand why they felt the need they to completely it, change like completely. their all their goaltending. It doesn't make any sense. And it's not like they spent that much less. They spent more. They, they spent the, more. The the pundits keep talking about how uh Dundon has this whole like big thing about like this is uh, your value and this is how he sees it and if it's yeah if this is how he sees it cheap. he's not going over it um and it's like man you're holding too strong to some of these fucking things man yeah you like I, I can't believe Hamilton they walk. lost Dougie Hamilton and Nadelkovich and Mrazek those are major losses <laughs> like I and you're betting blows, on your praying up in his face yeah I do too to be honest. Uh, especially the De- replacing Dougie Hamilton with D'Angelo, like, come on, man, like, uh, Jesus Christ! Did they also Everyone... sign for Cannon? No, they didn't yet. No, I don't think they did. I don't think it's been confirmed. Uh, Alex Goligoski got five million dollars from Minnesota. That's which is for one crazy. year, which is absolutely insane. But again, that the defense insane. market this year just insane and i don't know why like usually defensemen always get overpaid but this year especially just feels like super bizarre mikhail Mikhail grandling got five years for four years five million Uh, dollars for four years years from nashville that's not good it's even worse because he already went there and didn't fit in yes (laughs) <laughs> like he yeah. already wasn't like, a good what? fit in Nashville and they decided we're going to extend this longer and they traded Ryan Ellis. So they didn't, they indicate they wanted to rebuild by trading their second best defenseman. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't understand that at all. That contract that makes awful. no sense, man. Awful. Absolutely no awful. Um, Vancouver signed Halak $1.5 million. Great deal. It's very solid deal to back up Demko. Especially after yep. replacing Braden Holtby. Wow. Uh, Benning Boone did Jenner, kind of well. Four year deal, $15 million. Yeah, Benning did like the. Uh, I think that isn't, was the only thing Benning did. Isn't, well. Didn't Halak have that stuff come out against him that he can't play on the Germany team because he's. No, that's Thomas Grice. Oh, that's Grice. That's Grice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. True, true, true. Uh, David Savard signed four years, $14 million to uh, Montreal. So it's the whole can't, yeah, it's the whole get cup experience, can't beat them, join them type deal uh, for them. So he doesn't replace Weber. This is a deal that you don't want to sign at all because Savard's been regressing every single year for the last three years, essentially. And he just, he's now just, he's going to be on their top pairs, probably. 30. Yep, and he's, he's 30. He's 30, so and it's, they're getting the years. worst years. And their entire defense now is going to be Petrie, guys like Sherratt, Savard, Edmondson, Kulak. So all older guys, all guys on multi-million dollar longer term deals. How did? It's not not looking great. Who aren't good puck movers, really? Other yeah, than Petrie, again. really. Yeah, Petrie, and that's it. That's he's what do the you only what do you one. think of that uh, Derek Forbert contract? Okay, I wanted to say every time I watched Winnipeg's games this year, he was by far the worst guy on the ice. I noticed him all the time, like, like just in a negative shit. way, just being what, shit. What shit. was the Forberg contract? I don't even know. He got like three years at $3 million with Boston, I think. Yeah, he, he got the same as Riley. Yeah, that's an awful deal. That's an the awful deal. They canceled Riley. out Mike Riley with that. They literally, they literally yeah. signed Riley and then canceled him out. 
within an hour. Yeah, all the savings they got from my Riley, they just dropped on Forbert. That makes no sense. Again, an- another guy who hasn't shown anything offensively or defensively and still got paid. Oh, like, it's because he's like, huge. What is man. going on? Yeah, okay, fine. It's just size. Okay, it's, he's six but four. When is when is Boston's issue ever been size? <laughs> like, I get they lost Chara. I get it, but like, really, like that—that's what you just like, looked at and decided that's so, our issue. I, the thing is that I don't think it really matters because Charlie McAvoy has been so good for them; he can carry any defensive core at this point. It doesn't oh, matter. I don't know about that. Like, but like Brandon Carlo's not. But bad. I that no, I don't think. But terrible. the thing is, McAvoy. What Boston showed was that he couldn't, and I don't think yes. any defenseman can. Before they brought in Mike Riley, it showed they can just rely on McAvoy. Well, because I know, before, but I mean that before he, that move, he it was does their defense was almost a disaster, right? What about Greslick? Isn't Greslick like decent? Yeah, he's, he's good okay. too. But like, he's not. He's a, just a solid top four guy. Brandon Carlo isn't a. Isn't a top four guy at all. He should be no. on a bottom pairing, but yeah. he gets played he's like it in Boston because he's a big boy. Well, and their defenseman is Greslick, McAvoy, Forbert, Carlo, Riley, Clifton. Like, yeah. That's not great. Yeah, it's not. Uh, they it, lost Krejci. I mean, uh, I don't know. Yeah, and they lost Krejci, but that's a, I guess that's relevant for free agency too, right? He's well, going back to his home country. Lose their second line center and have no one really to replace him internally or externally. Luckily, they have um, Taylor Hall who can carry his own line on the second line, which is good for them. I don't know who's going to center, center him. For him. Maybe yeah. Charlie Coyle. Maybe. No, no. Yeah. Or it Eric Coyle. It's going to be one of those. Charlie two. Coyle is brutal this year. It's going to be one Charlie of those two Coyle's unless they make a trade. They have to trade. I feel like or, they have. Or to they trade try Nick Feligno they, at center or something. Have. They yeah, Felino's their second line center, basically. Bro, they, uh, they have I don't to, think they're they gonna put him. They have center. to trade DeBrusque. They have to make a trade, get DeBrusque out of there, because DeBrusque is getting wasted right now. Because DeBrusque yeah. should be in their top six, and he's a left wing, and he's not. And he's not gonna get ahead of Marshall or, or Taylor Hall. Yeah. So they need to trade him. He won't get a replacement second line center, but they could get a valued second line center. Yeah, there, there's a couple like With Taylor, guys like out you there said, that Taylor seem Hall to be on can run his own line. Yeah, so they don't need they don't need a second line center. They need a guy who can step in and not screw them in those player. second line yeah, yeah. minutes. Yeah. yeah, like a Chandler Stevenson, right? Like you put yeah. Chandler Stevenson with Mark Stone, he's okay on your second line all of a sudden, right? Yes. So that that's what they kind of need. They just need a guy who can fit in there. But to get back um, to contracts, Cody Cece, hilarious. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Add into the Edmonton turmoil (laughs) it's ridiculous that they looked at this and said this is what we need but again you know the players on edmonton think that this is a wonderful decor great signing (laughs) yeah they you know they they love cc they They love duncan keith and they love man two two embarrassing contracts on top of that jared tenorti two-year deal from the rangers 1.8 million dollars why and then luke glendening got 1.5 million dollars from the stars because face-offs literally what about patrick nemeth to the fucking rangers at three years 2.5 average that's yeah that's a i'm not, not a, completely one? opposed to that 
He he has no know. offensive game, but he, he he's gonna he's very good he's defensively, and he doesn't like completely. He's just a yeah, body, these, you know. He's like a nothing. he's a defenseman. That's another. I just can't believe. I can't but believe Jared Glenn Denning, is in the NHL. Yeah, yeah, like that. Are um, what else do we have here? Keith Yandel signs a one-year deal at nine hundred fifty thousand. That's surprising as fuck. I wouldn't have that thought is. that would happen. That is right? extremely surprising. Because Florida buys him out, and they I'm take on like I'm extremely surprised a... Boston didn't go for fucking Yandel at that price. Holy fuck, man. Yeah. Yeah, I Maybe you want about him. I think he's still a good offensive guy. Still, he's still a good de- offensive guy. Like, yeah. he's comparable to fucking Barry still, pretty much. Like, come on. Yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah. 100%. Honestly. But I, I'm really, you know, we can do bigger analysis on this later when we do like individual divisions, but I don't like the Flyers. I like and I, Flyers have the perfect combination of a bunch of guys I love and guys I completely hate all on the same blue line. They yes. went like Ivan Provorov, yes. Ryan Ellis, and Travis Sanheim, and I'm like, love, love, love. And then they went Rasmus Ristolainen, Keith Yandel, Samuel Morin, or Justin Braun, whoever it ends up being. And I'm just like, oof, that's not good. I, I although Keith Yandel is definitely solid. But I'm looking at that like there's just like it's such a bizarre change in approach. They really have to hope that Carter Hart figures it out this year because their backup is Martin Jones. Yeah. Uh again, Flyers are another team where they kind of have to kind of win now. Because Sean, Sean Couturier and Giroux are both up on their deals this after this season. So Couturier is going to want to get paid. He's going to want like $8, 9000000 million plus, and he deserves it. And Giroux, I don't know if they're going to want to keep him and sign him to like a three- or four-year deal out of, you know, a la Nicholas Backstrom type thing. Or I don't know. But yeah, they, they have some big – they don't like their core, right? Like that's what they got out of last season, I think. From my understanding, from listening to like uh, Chris Johnson and Elliot Friedman, like they just didn't like their core. That's why they traded uh, Forachek as well and got Cam Atkinson instead. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, what else here we got here? The Tucker Pullman one. We already talked about that. Uh, um, uh, what? Else? Jaden Schwartz went to Seattle. I think was another big one. Oh, yeah. That that's a very big one, right? And he got paid as well. Uh. Decent ish contract. Like, I'm just skeptical again. It's like five years for a guy that's so injured all the time. Like, it, it, I, Martin, that you like Schwartz. That right? Verhage, I don't like Schwartz. Oh, you don't like Schwartz? Who was it? Like, Schwartz. Walker yeah, loves I do like Schwartz. Schwartz. Walker. Okay, so it was Walker. Walker and Schwartz loves is Schwartz. great. Schwartz is really Schwartz is good. great if he didn't fucking band aid all the time. Yeah. He's like, hurt he, all the time. He played Every 40 games time. this year. He played, uh, I guess, injury short or uh, COVID short season, but he's never played, I don't think, 82 games. And he's missed like 50 games, 20 games. How old is 10 he? 10 games, 10 games, 29. Those build up. Like those. Yeah. <laughs> they build up very quick. And what is that? A five year deal? At five, five year something? deal, 5.5. <laughs> Yeah, that's horrendous. it's not it's not going to be great for them uh, also seattle they chose an old they're an older team yeah right eberly schwartz gourd uh 
Brandon Tanev, Don Scoy, all those guys are in multi are in two to five year deals, and all of them are like over twenty are over twenty nine years old. Considering what they could have had and where they are, horrendous, yeah, very, horrendous. Very. Carter Verhage, that that re up is real good. That's a real yeah, good re up, absolute steal. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Delzato got two years, two million dollars a year. Carlo Koliakovo, what the this. fuck was that? That is, I didn't fuck. even know Zel Delzato. I have to be honest, I did not know Delzato was in the NHL. Still, I would have thought he was an an, an AHL guy. Maybe like a seventh or eighth defenseman who got like five games or something like that. I was so considering shocked. Considering last that. year, he signed like a PTO. Yeah. Last year. Yeah. It's so like, man, who are they competing against again? Yeah. You no. Know? Like, why did you have to give him two mil? Again, it's it's one of those contracts where Dorian was like, oh, one mil, oh, two mil. Yeah, like, why, and the, why and I don't understand yes why one. they need like, they don't know why they need to sign that deal. Like they're always no. like looking to save cash and then they blow cash on Michael Delzato. I don't under, they, I think that's a McGuire thing. Ca- I feel like it's a McGuire cash, thing. I don't know why. It's just a, they it's just blow my cash suspicion. in random ways. Like it's always these random fucking it's yeah, like they never Melnick, they never blow Melnick's, cash on a good thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> they always do it on the no. stupidest shit. They do it on the stupid things and they never play money ball correct when yeah. they should be a money ball team. I don't know, it's fucked. Predators it's, signed David Redditch, which I liked one point two million dollars for one year. Like that's actually how did Martin Jones get more than David Redditch? Does that make sense to anyone? Uh, David Riddick, no. I will say, maybe he's a good goalie, but he led in some of the, while he was with the Leafs, he yeah, led in but, some of the worst goals again, I've ever he's seen. 100% better than Martin Jones. Yeah. That's all that yeah, yeah, yeah. Better. The, the Wenberg contract was awful again for Seattle. Yeah, oh, that, yeah that's, the, that's the other one that was dumb that Seattle did, right? They signed Wenberg. Yeah, yeah that, that Wenberg contract was atrocious. Uh, to talk I, about a good contract, Chicago getting Jake McKay, but four, four that's by good. four. That's, that's a very that's good, good deal. It doesn't make up for the other atrocious deals that they no, brought on, but definitely it's not. still a very good, very solid contract for yeah. Jake McCabe. Um, the Deneau Wenberg, contract's not terrible. Yeah, the Deneau contract's fine, but the Wenberg contract makes $4.5 million for three years. Like, Wenberg's already gotten bought out <laughs> from uh, Columbus. <laughs> Remember, like Seattle has all this cap space, and, and then, this is how uh, they've used it. Yeah, and like he already got bought out because he was making contracts. four. Yeah. Wenberg already got bought out at like a four million dollar contract because he wasn't worth it. Went on a shooting vendor this year and then got another four point five million dollar contract. <laughs> like what? Uh, like again, this is like something like so bizarre. Like I think I. I just want to confirm that he did get bought out. I'm very yeah. Wenberg still has dead cap on Columbus's books for another five years because again <laughs> he had because he he okay. So this is he what happened. a long term deal. This is what yeah he signed a six year deal with Columbus at four point nine million dollars. They figured out he wasn't worth it very quickly in 2020. So literally a year ago, before he signed his most recent contract. They bought him out because they're like, he's not worth his money. He's not performing well. And they were completely right in doing it, to, in my opinion, anyways. And then Seattle just went inside almost that exact same deal at 4.5 instead. <laughs> so $400,000 discount. 
So Wenberg's getting paid by both of them now, and he's actually making more than his original six-year deal, which is great for him. It's unreal for Alex Wenberg. Yeah, Not I'm really for happy NHL for the guy. Teams. He seems like a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> Not great for NHL Idiot. teams. Idiots. Uh, Dino, like, six years, $33 million. Good deal. Well, it's weird for LA, I think, but... I don't know. I like what LA did. They've they've seen that the fucking Pacific sucks. They still have Anze Kopitar and Drew. They're just saying like screw it, I guess. Like I'm very confused bigger because they know. I guess they're just like we need to like make the playoffs. Like because now they actually have like a solid top six, right? Victor Arvidsson, Deneau, yes, Anze Kopitar, Dustin Brown can still play. Andreas Athanasiu, if they put him in there. You know, like they they have they and, can easily and the good make thing playoffs. is they're they're sheltering guys like Quinn Byfield and Gabe Villardi. They're like giving them good time yeah. to like make a mark. But not my only thing is like I don't guys. like how they have a lot of these big money contracts now on their books when they finally finish their rebuild because that they're gonna go into the yes, rebuild is, when it's coming out of the rebuild shitty. in like three years and they're gonna have seventeen million dollars locked up in Drew Doughty plus. Philip to know. I th- I think they they've consigned themselves that they're going to have to buy out these people and they'll just have. Uh, I don't think they can. Saving. I think Drew Doughty has an unbuyoutable. That's not a word, but contract. I yes. actually don't think so because I don't think he signed any signing bonuses. But Someone he's at eleven that? million dollars a year. That's like yeah. That's, that's they're gonna the have hard like part. they're gonna have a. Uh, uh, they have um, cap friendly has the uh, buyout contract calculator right if they bought him out this year like the he'd have he'd be dead money on their books till 2033 <laughs> and it'd be like three million dollars every single year essentially till that time yeah. that's but, rough but with a guy with a contract like that you kind of have to go for it like all of the time <laughs> pretty much no. their biggest yeah. problem will be goaltending um LA's, I'm not yeah, sure, I'm not sure. sure what Cal Cal Peterson did, but the the Edler contract's decent. Like, yeah, three million dollars for Edler. That's not yeah. bad. That was actually a very reasonable deal for considering mm-hmm. all the other deals that were given out. Mm-hmm. Very reasonable. They actually have an okay defense. Like, I I don't have. Again, they have a better defense in Edmonton than Vancouver, <laughs> and probably. Uh, probably San Jose, like they're better than Anaheim too, or probably the same as Anaheim, depending on how you feel about some of their guys. But yeah, anyways, they they have a team that can make the playoffs. They can be a number four seed, yeah, quite easily, and that yeah. I think that would also help with their fans and stuff like that. So business sure. wise, um, I, yeah, yeah. A couple good. other deals: Tony fine. D'Angelo, one year, one million dollars. <laughs> Fucking hate, I hate. Carolina he should not now. be in the call. I love how Ky- Ty's so satisfied with this. <laughs> like, this is Ty's dream. Everyone to turn against. It's Carolina. like it's like they listen to Ty and they're just like got so much negative energy. It's like they should. <laughs> we should just be bad because Ty wants us to be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they should. <laughs> they uh, are. <laughs> yeah. I one really <laughs> weird contract that was given out was Brock McGinn, who got two point seven five million dollars times four years. I found that a little odd. I don't, from I don't Carolina, know from Pittsburgh, from Pittsburgh. They needed to replace yeah. uh, Brandon, Brandon Tanner literally. 
Yeah, so they literally just put the ex- almost the exact same contract on their books. Would have thought they wanted some freedom, but I guess not. Uh, I find it hilarious that Seattle took Gavin Bayruther and then he signed with Columbus again. Like it another just, wasted it just, asset. Another wasted asset is just like you could have taken Max Domi and actually traded Max Domi for an asset, and yet it's like yeah. Oh fuck! Yeah. Two of the bigger just, contracts actually were a. Uh, Braden Point signed for with the Lightning, right? Nine million dollars, yep. eight years, seventy-six Huge. million dollar contract. Awesome deal. Huge. Um, he like you know, uh, not much more to say than just awesome deal. But uh, Mike Hoffman, I think we got to talk about him because he signed in uh, Montreal for basically like I think four point five million dollars a year for three years. Like it's a reasonable contract. Right. Yep. Reasonable contract, and he's, he's the one thing that the entire team doesn't have, which is like shooting talent. Um. Yeah. No. They. Montreal hasn't really had a, a true goal scorer, um, and that's exactly what he is. It takes a little pressure and off. The Coffey power play. He's going to help stuff. the power play a lot too. Like. But Hoffman. Hoffman's going the wrong direction. Let's be real here. Yeah, he yeah. Did, he, he has been going in the good, wrong direction. He did not have a good start to last year. He kind of sorted things out, but I don't know. It, without a true playmaker, he's going to be in trouble. Yeah, well, Montreal um, already dedicated themselves to like winning now, so he's like one of their better options for doing that. So how do how do teams keep letting fucking Stevie Y just do like sneaky good things like getting the the Delphi and then Puyas Suter at two years, 3.2. I mean, that is a very risky contract considering it was just one year and he is 25. But it's only two years. It's also right? only two years. And Red, Red Wings have so much cap space and they're yeah. not trying to win now and, anyways. Yeah, they're not in a win now mode. If he performs, that's a really valuable tradable contract if you yes. look at it that way. Yeah. How do they keep letting him do it? Like, why did no other team do the fucking same thing? Yeah, like, he just keeps like ripping no teams off. Do this? Yeah, it's, um, it's absurd. That, that Linus Allmark contract, holy four years, five was, million dollars. I didn't realize it Bruins. was five million. Yeah, holy that shit. that was a very risky deal. Yeah, like, I like Olmark as much as anyone, <laughs> and I looked at yeah. that and went, e- yeah, yeah, I don't know about that. You want to talk like, about <laughs> fucking? Uh, darling type shit that's a darling type shit <laughs> yeah i i agree but i think they they're looking at that like tuka rask is oh gone. i think they're assume uh, i think it's assumed rask is not there and then they've lost uh they lost one of their goalies didn't they uh they lost Halak too so because uh, like, don't they have two young guys uh rask Lazar. doesn't have a contract right now right so this is basically like he's their starter goal, starting goalie right now. Yeah, basically, yeah. I believe. So, yeah, I, I they had to do something. They had to get a starter. I guess they probably weren't able to get in on Grubauer, which is probably one of the guys they probably looked at. So, this is next best thing in their probably book, in their book, I guess. Um, Nick Foligno, two years, three point five million dollars again. Or three point seven five million dollars. It's so funny because they basically traded Nick Foligno for Kasha and Nick Ritchie, and paid him more money. 
right? Those two guys went out yes. for less yep. money than they just paid Nick Foligno. Yep. Yeah. Um, Dougie Hamilton, gigantic deal with the Devils. Oh, and yeah. then they traded Will Butcher uh, and a fifth-round pick to the Sabres for basically nothing. They just gave him away, essentially, which is I like it from Buffalo's perspective. And I love Hamilton from at $9 million a year. It's weird the devil signed it though. I didn't think anyone expected that, but I think on in the last few days it seemed likely, but like he's he's a weird match with their timeline, right? Because it's yeah. like you look at this team and you're like, eh, I don't I don't see them being a good team in the next two years. But Dougie Hamilton makes them very, very good like within yeah. the next two years, as, I think. As, as long, long as Hughes as and he share step Hughes up to their yeah, potential. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what they're betting on, which is you know pretty good bet. I like I like that bet. I I prefer teams to be more aggressive than less aggressive, and especially when it comes to a number one defenseman and PK Subban's off the books at nine million dollars after this season. So especially they have a lot of cap like, space. Ty hates him, but Mackenzie Blackwood and stuff. And... Yeah, and Bernier, star of star of the Leafs. What um, do you think of the Derek Ryan? Because people were. Clouding the Derek Ryan thing as a big thing for Edmonton. It seems. I mean, like I don't think it's thing. a big thing, but it's like it's it giving like them nothing. scoring depth to a team that doesn't have any scoring depth. Derek Ryan so, had 13 points in 43 games. What do you mean scoring? But depth? also, ca- ca- that's Calgary, right? Like Calgary. Yeah, that's true. They they use the problem is they use Derek Ryan as like a checking forward. Like Calgary is one of the few teams in the NHL for some reason where they run like two checking lines. It's like them in Winnipeg. For some reason, like they're stuck in the past of like 2004, where you run two checking lines and two scoring lines. So like Calgary just didn't use him right. Um, so I think on a team where he's actually given the ability to produce offensively, he can. But like it's it's not like a you know it's not like a high upside move or anything like that. Like some people might be uh, thinking. Um. Oh, the we I, we didn't get to talk about this on the podcast because this happened after. But the Darcy Quemper trade to uh, oh, yeah. the Avalanche, huge move by Arizona. Uh, Twenty twenty-two first-round pick and Connor Timmins, and a third-round pick or a conditional third-round pick. So they got a good haul for a guy with one year left on his deal. And since they're tanking anyways, they probably didn't want him stealing games for them. No. So. Now they've replaced him with who Carter, I think it's like Carter Hutton and some other guy who's never played an NHL game before. Yeah, yeah. So that that's a uh, so you know Arizona's going to tank and uh, Colorado's hope hoping that he can stay healthy. That's basically and be their Grubauer. Be their Grubauer because they were screwed otherwise. They were all, but when when Grubauer left, all the other goalies who could have replaced him were gone. Yep. And then the next day of free agency, so that was all on the first day. So we didn't even get to this. Like yeah, we have Luke to run said, through these really quickly. Yeah, Luke, Luke said, said no more an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah. we'll we'll cut it off in five minutes to be good okay. to live. Okay, so the ultimate, if you can't beat them, join them. Deal. Corey, Corey Perry, Perry goes to the Lightning I like <laughs> after losing to them twice. Watch watch like the it. Lightning now lose in like the second yeah, round yeah. or something like that to like Florida because Florida is looking pretty good. To make um, to make Seattle bat look bad again, Andre Athanasio signs for two point seven for one year, and that's an easy trade contract. Yeah, um, for LA, that's an easy sign contract. Like. Yep. Don't Brandon know why Saad don't signed a that. big deal. Five years, two point, uh, five years, five million dollars. 
Pittsburgh right? has or a sneaky si- seven five, whatever it is. Sneaky signing with Danton Heinen. I think that's uh, not like terrible. I, I like that one. I think that yeah. was good. Zach Rowenski signs a gigantic, uh, gigantic contract, and the Blues traded for Jake Bean uh, for the second round for a second round pick. So again, bad asset value by Seattle because Morgan Geeky isn't going to get a second round pick, especially mm-hmm. number forty four. So, um, uh, and Jake Bean signed for three years at two point three, so that making Carolina look bad again for not. Just, just giving him that kid. contract, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Especially since they lost Dougie Hamilton too. I mean, they like, had, yeah, they had the room not, for him now. Yeah, they had the yeah. room for him, and why not make the bet on him and D'Angelo at least to see if one of them work out and take that spot? Yeah. So stupid. Like, uh, see, uh, Carolina's just cheap. That's just the issue. That's not the heart of the issue. I don't even think it's a. I'm not going to pay you more than you deserve. I think it's a. I'm too cheap to pay you what you actually probably do deserve. Yes. Or so, or he just fully doesn't understand what players deserve. Well, they report reportedly they didn't offer Dougie Hamilton more than like six million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. That's what the, uh, I think Sarah Sivian reported, or you know, Elliot Freeman, someone did. So if that's the highest they went six million dollars, they either just completely didn't value Hamilton at all, or they're cheap as fuck. Yes. It, and if they didn't value Hamilton at all, that stresses me out in terms of how they value. Uh, players uh at all what do we basically. think of the warensky deal um i think it's okay i think columbus did a lot of weird shit like i i don't know like columbus is Cl- just... i liked everything columbus did this offseason yeah i really? liked everything i love jake bean i love getting rid of seth jones i love the uh, uh, zach rency contracts a little steep but they really what they did is they bought up all of his good years and didn't take on any of his bad years Right, they have him until he's basically thirty, uh, thirty-one, I think it is, and then he's his contract's done. So that gives them the ability to not sign a stupid deal right after. They took up all of his UFA years. I get nine point five million dollars a steep, and I don't think, to be frankly honest, like I don't think Wierenski's worth that much. But he's probably overpaid he's, by he's like better one, than Jones. I think he's overpaid by like one point five million dollars, and he's way better than Jones. Especially with the last Here's my seasons. problem with them. They they did a lot of just like things to make them a middling team, basically. Well, like they, they but they got futures, right? They got Blackhawks first round pick. They got Boquist. They got Bean. Those are all future moves. So, you know what I mean? so the Rensky deal is just a waste, essentially. Not really, because he, uh, he's no, a but top they're locking defenseman. him. Yeah, they're pay, they're paying a top def- pairing defenseman to be a top pairing defenseman throughout his entire prime. So even if they end up you know, trading away guys and trying to suck again or something like that, they can, they'll still have them when they're out of it too. I don't know, man. The, uh, Columbus is definitely not rebuilding, rebuilding. They're going to do a rebuild on the fly. At least that's what they're going to try to do because they can't tank with the team that they that's, have. That's what they're trying to do. Their fucking top six forwards are Patrick Line, Jack Ross, like Oliver Bordorcha and Gustav Nyquist, Max Domi, Jakob Voracek. Yeah, but I don't think that's a bad enough team Domi's to finish gone, like, by the bottom way. three. Domi's getting traded as soon as he yeah, can. Yeah, probably. But anyway, yeah, I don't you think have, they you have, have a one team. Minute. You have one minute. Let's go. Okay. Uh, one minute it. left. Uh, Nick Ritchie, two years, $2.5 million a year. Balak, for whatever, the Leafs, fine. Yeah. 
fine contract, Ryan Murray to the Avalanche, and we're done. <laughs> Thank okay. you so much for listening. That's our uh, free agency analysis. I think once like free agency wraps up and we don't really have anything else to talk about, we go division by division, and we do like team analysis on what we you know how they did overall draft free agency trades how they're looking predictions everything like that that can give us another four episodes hour each 15 minutes on each team type of thing yeah fair enough sir that's uh that's, that's our, our free plan. agency breakdown that's our summer plan looking forward hope you guys are looking forward to that ty you want to talk us yeah. out bring us out well thanks as always for listening and if you made it this far we appreciate it God we also have you. some. We also have some other co- content ideas. You know, so like we commented on some timeless lists that we'll come out with, mm-hmm. the top prospects, top goalies, whatever, whatever, whatever. So look forward to that. And until next time, peace out. Bye. Thank you, everyone, so much for tuning into this week's episode of Talking Hockey. You can follow us and stream us on Spotify and Apple and anywhere else that podcasts are available. Please leave a rating and review on Apple as it does a lot for the podcast and share our podcast with your friends. You can follow us on Instagram at Talking Hockey and you can also find us on Twitter, which will be linked in the description below. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and I look forward to uh, next week's episode.